English musician Reckless Eric's most popular song is all about seeking out your true love at any cost. So it may come as a surprise to find out that he wrote the entire thing while avoiding his love at the time. Eric, Reckless Eric Golden, told Mojo Magazine the following about his college days in 1974 when he wrote this song. I was trying to avoid this girl I was going out with. I went to the university bar because I never went there, had a drink, then I sat on a bench on the Cottingham Road and wrote most of the words to the song on the back of an envelope. I had this melody, and I was sure I could use just two chords in the song, he continued. I kept on singing the song on the way home to try and remember it. When I was a young man, my mother said to me, I got home and found the girl sitting on the doorstep. She said, where have you been? We were meant to go out. I told her I'd been busy, and I rushed inside. I didn't have an amp in my room, so I had the bass wedged up against my wardrobe so I could hear what I was playing, trying to work out the two chords. I suppose I split up with her while I was trying to write the song, which makes me a bit of a heel. Though he wrote the song in 1974, he wouldn't record and release it until 1977. Despite not charting upon initial release, the song received critical acclaim and has gone on to be Reckless Eric's most recognized song, featuring on Mojo's list of the best punk rock singles of all time, Sounds Critics Singles of the Year, and English DJ John Peel's annual Festive 50 list. That's right, we're talking Whole Wide World by Reckless Eric on Lover Me. That's right. It's Lover Me, the only podcast that talks about famous love songs and their many cover versions and compares them against one another to find out which one is in the Bahamas. I'm your host as always, Jake Cressy, joined by my tropical moonlit co-host, Alex Mildenberger. Alex Mildenberger. How you doing, man? I'm doing pretty good. Um, Not much else to report. Pretty normal. Pretty pretty normal normal goings on. We, um, We... in our province, my province, Alberta, still have a bunch of restrictions, so uh, we can't go places or see our families. Super. That's yeah, about illegally. the same as here. Um, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I think it's pretty similar all around. Sort of second wave lockdown thing going on. Alex. Yeah. We're doing another themed month right we after an opening with a themed back to month. Back. month. Back to back. My themed question months. to you, Alex: Can we keep it up all year? Um, yes. Yes, we can. I think we can. So I think uh, in March we go Clover Me, where it's all Irish music for the whole month. Oof. Um, uh, April we go Stoner Me. Yeah. No, that actually mm. would probably be pretty easy. It's super easy. Uh, May we go with... <laughs> Songs about flowers. Songs about flowers. That's that's not bad. Maybe even songs about showers. I was gonna say cover May, and it's just artists or songs with the word May in it. We just do every single one is that in sync song. The name of which I don't actually know the name now. I I would I would guess the song's called "It's Gonna Be Me." It's gonna be me because that's the line assumption. Um, but I Um, I now realize I don't have that knowledge in my brain. Then uh, what do we got for June, Alex? What's our June theme? Uh, songs about me. Songs about Alex. Songs about Alex. Good Alex, month. me. Good month. Cover Alex. Um, probably throw then, a summer one in there at some oh point. Oh yeah, s- summer me. That's July. Um, August songs about dogs. 
and dogs. It's like the dog days of summer. Ah, uh, you know, cover little, dogs. Little joke there for and then, you. Then S- September is back to school sales. Me. Back to school sales. <laughs> me. Um, songs about school. At least one uh, of them will probably be schools out. Schools Maybe out. Maybe smoking yeah, in the boys' out. room. You know, smoking in the boys' room. Um, uh, October. I mean, October is a spooky month. Yeah, it's spooky me. Uh, November. I'm thinking like war songs. Cover wars. Cover wars. <laughs> I've covered wars, you know. Um, wars, you know. And, and December, December, Christmas, me. I just can't think of a thing for December. It's, I mean, what what thematic happens in December? I don't know. Yeah, nothing. Nothing. It's you imagine dead, four man. weeks of of just different Christmas songs. That's excessive. It's a lot. It would be a lot, but maybe yeah. if we're gonna if we're ever gonna make any headway on on covering all of these Christmas songs, we got to do it, right? That's true. That's not what we're doing today. Nope. Today we're talking about a whole wide world by Reckless Eric, a song featured that... in the hit film Stranger Than Fiction. Yeah, which I've seen, but I didn't know this song. Like, I didn't recognize the song. Yeah, same here. I didn't recognize <laughs> this song from that film, and I've definitely seen that movie. Um, and then I watched that scene. And I'm like, hey, look, it's Maggie Gyllenhaal and uh, Will Ferrell. And Will Ferrell sitting, just vibing as the kids say. Yep. I just got to um. The part of Mother 3, where you get your special PK mm, yeah. move, and apparently I said my favorite thing was vibes. <laughs> PK vibes. Yeah. So that's, I mean, that's essentially what that attack looks like. Yeah. Just, just some psychedelic graphics. I think there is a, a drive-by protest occurring on, on the street outside my house right now. Drive-by protest? Yeah, so the people hang up like flags in their cars and signs, and they'll, they'll they, form like a parade, basically. What and... are they protesting? I don't fucking know. I can't see it from here. Give me, give me a second. I'll right. investigate. We call yeah. this investigative journalism. <laughs> investigate me. So it's uh, it's for the it's a protest for the Indian farmers. I guess things in India are are fucked. Vis a oh. farmers right now. I I think it's India. It's somewhere in the, in the Middle East. Uh, South Asia. South Asia, as the kids call it. But again, that's not what we're here to talk about here. We're talking about. Reckless Eric. So Alex, you didn't really know about this song. I only knew about it because I heard it mentioned on a podcast like a year or two ago. And now here we are discussing it. Alex, yeah. what, what do you think about this? Um, it's a neat song. I didn't have much time to like connect with it, but I, I could see it being kind of like a punk thing, but also like kind of on the pop punk side, only because when I think of um, punk songs that are like specifically also love songs, generally would associate that more with like the pop punk side maybe it's arbitrary right um, maybe yeah maybe but maybe not and, and, and like in terms of punk he doesn't really sound like a you know it's usually with pop punk ones it's like oh, i'm gross and i masturbate a lot but i still love you well it's Touch not 90s penis. pop punk um oh, but yeah. yes i i agree it Maybe that that uh, distinction didn't exist. It also kind of has, I mean, just because it has very few chords, like a little bit of that, uh, like Velvet Underground thing, right. going on, just because of the simplicity overall. Hmm. Yeah, I agree with that. It's a it's a fun little song, and I I like the lyrical density of it combined with the simplicity. I'm honestly surprised this is mid seventies. It sounds like like mid 60s this could have come out at the latest it does have an older sound and if you look at the um album artwork uh he's playing a rickenbacker which has some Mm -hmm. of that like jangle pop thing going on 
So there's a little right. bit of that sound in it too. Yeah, dog. I think. I'll agree with that. I'll agree mm. to it. Um, that's what we think about the song. Let's talk about these motherfucking lyrics, Alex. Yeah. When I was a young boy, my mama said to me, quote, he doesn't say quote, but I'm, it's, it becomes a quote at this it point. There's quote, only man. one girl in the world for you, and she probably lives in Tahiti. I'd go the whole wide world. I'd go the whole wide world just to find her. Or maybe she's in the Bahamas, where the Caribbean Sea is blue, weeping in a tropical moonlit night because nobody's told about you. Alex, what is happening in this? What is it's happening? so I know it's very it's so dense. dense. Let's, <laughs> let's dive in to this blue Caribbean Sea. Um, yeah, it's a pretty simple, like, wistful love story of just this person who's thinking about this idea of, like, I guess a soulmate, where there's only one person in the whole world. And sort of that acknowledgement of the silliness of that concept and, like, how could you have a world of, I don't know how many people that were around in the 70s, but now, like, seven and a half billion or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, like, every single person has only one other person. Like, that's insane. They could be anywhere. That's right. They could be in Tahiti. Whereas he says it, Tahiti. Tahiti. And that's, yeah. I I do like how he's chosen tropical destinations. Exclusively. Yeah. So, like, (laughs) maybe she lives in, like, northern Iran or something. Like, I don't know. Could be anywhere, but no, it's got to be a vacation. It's probably Tahiti, the Bahamas, maybe Hawaii. I don't know. It's tropical. Yeah, and combining that with the thing he says in verse 2, it almost just sounds like what he really wants is just to not be in Britain. Yeah, it's kind of like a getaway <laughs> He needs a song. fucking vacation. Yeah, and that's sort of part of it too, right? Like, Because the story of the song is him writing it when he was trying to stay away from his uh, girlfriend, I guess, which is... Yeah. Like, just break up with her, dude. But, um... <laughs> Yeah, it seems to be kind of like that escapism. That's part of it. It's like thinking like, what what could be out there for me? And mm-hmm. the sort of metaphor is it's sunny beaches and beautiful ocean vistas. Yeah. But now, also true yeah, love go ahead. at some point. True that love. almost is like secondary to the escaping. Yeah, because it's, it's about the traveling. It's like, I'm going to travel this whole earth to find her. Yeah. That's that's the big thing. Um, but yeah, what do we think about this mother? Is that do you think she was telling him that to like break his spirits or like? <laughs> why would she say that? <laughs> yeah, why is she like uh, ah? There's, there's only one girl and she's in Tahiti, so go get a job or like. Yeah. What? <laughs> it's not even the like reassuring part. It's like it's okay. There's someone out there for you. It's like no, there's only one person out there for you, and you probably won't find them. Like, oh yeah. So, because I think yeah. the final two lines are also an extension of her quote, where she's like, "Maybe they're in the Bahamas, crying because they don't fucking know about you." <laughs> yeah, and I guess that that it's that too. It's like I'm sad because I'll never see them, but they're sad because they'll never see me. So, yeah, yep. It's a, it's a very strange thing to hear from your mother, but hey, right on, reckless Eric. Yeah, but it's it's kind of a pessimistic song. I mean. We'll get to the second verse. There's a little more of that. Yeah. So he goes, I go the whole wide world. I'd go the whole wide world just to find her. Go the whole wide world. I'd go the whole wild world to find out where they hide her. 
And then again, I'd go the whole wide world. I'd go the whole wild world to just a fighter. It's, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. And it's we'll another... talk about verse two. Well, real quick on the course. <laughs> I mean, obviously, suggesting that he would do anything, sort of, to find this person who is his soulmate or whatever. Yeah, I, it's, all, it's a, almost like 500 thesis. miles, right? Yeah, it is. Um, and... Oh, fuck, what was I going to say? No, I lost it. We've said enough. Oh, Don't worry shit. about it. Are you sure? No, let's go back to this. I'd go okay. the whole wide world. I'd go the whole wide world. He's escaping. He's going out there. there and there's an implication that some entity is hiding her. True, Whoever they there may is. Be. Whoever they are. Um, fate, I guess. Yes, the powers her. that be. Um, but also, it, kind of knowing the backstory, it just comes off as like complaining about his existing situation more than anything, right? Because it's like that's the comparison is like what I have is I, I'm in a relationship, but I, it's not good enough. Um, I want the real thing, or I want the, you know, the yeah, legitimate uh, relationship or or true that love, good shit. Yeah, so then we come into verse two where he says, why am I hanging around in the rain out here trying to pick up a girl? Why are my eyes filling up with these lonely tears when there's girls all over the world? Or is she lying on a tropical beach somewhere underneath the tropical sun, hiding away in a heat wave there, hoping that I won't be long? I should be lying on that sun-soaked beach with her, caressing her warm brown skin. And at the end of the year, or maybe not quite, we'll be sharing the same next of kin. Dude's got plans. This dude does have plans, and he also apparently really wants kids. So yeah. Now somebody uh, remarked in genius that it's not necessarily just children who are next of kin, but that just like extended family falls into that category. I actually didn't really think of it in that way. Yeah. So it could just be like, so I guess like your next of kin is just the person who would like inherit your stuff if you die. Because yeah, that essentially. Or um, you know, so if, yeah. if you're the king and. You die, the next kin becomes the king. Yeah. Is that true? Probably not. Um, so. The next in line, which maybe is the same thing. But maybe. like, we'll have, get some in-laws. He just really wants some in-laws. Yeah, so it's about marriage and not uh, not necessarily putting a baby in here, although that's how I also read it initially. Yeah, especially when he said, like, maybe not quite the end of the year. So, like, I'm assuming it's early in the year, right? Because, yeah. Yeah, I thought, yeah, again, you know. yeah, I thought that was like a nine months reference, like, pop a baby out but i guess not yeah it doesn't have to be doesn't Um, have to be so back to the top of the verse here alex he's talking about hanging out in the rain um is that because like pathetic fallacy he's sad and so the weather's sad or is it because he is in britain where it rains a lot i mean what's the difference uh i mean it could be both (laughs) like what's the actual difference (laughs) Because there's a lot. Uh, one's real for what? Um, uh, yes, I think it is. It's just that I like he's feeling sa- feeling down, feeling sad, and he's not feeling good about his his ability to pick up a girl, which it sounds like probably shouldn't have been his worry at the time, considering that he was in a relationship. Yeah, he needed to figure out how to put a girl down first. <laughs> but uh, yeah, and he's cry- it kind of seems to flip flop too, though. Right, because he's like, "What? Why am I just trying to pick up girls? Like, what? What's the point of just doing this?" But then he's saying, "Like, why am I crying? Because there's so many girls I can pick up." Yeah, it's like back little little flip floppy. 
But yeah, maybe it's, that's plenty of fish in the, the sea, end. but only one fish for you. But then maybe that's also the idea there. He's yeah. like, well, if this didn't work out, that's not the one. So, boom, go get the next one. Yeah, I guess so. Like, if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. Yeah. Because if it didn't work out, if indeed the soulmate is a, is a real concept, it mm-hmm. would have to, it would have to work out if there was such a thing. Yeah, it would it would be theoretically flawless, right? Like, it would just work. Yeah. If if that is reality which I yeah mean, it's a fantasy but you know and then immediately he flips to this you know this vision of tropical beaches yes uh, uh this is his dream then... he's found this person mm-hmm. on a tropical beach because he's really focusing on the tropical beach thing uh and the sun is also tropical i mean it makes sense um it's hot and mm-hmm. they're just like I guess it's the caressing. I mean, it's mostly imagery at this point. I I don't see, I don't read like metaphor in this. He's just like, no, it's yeah, just my, straight up. Yeah. What if I was being horny on a beach? It's like, yeah, it'd be mm, nice. Caress <laughs> on a beach. Hmm. Yeah. And then we'll be married soon. Cause obviously Cause she's soulmates, the if they're the one, you don't have to worry about problems. Right. Yeah, exactly. It's, so yes, it's a fairly simple song, um, and I would say like a fairly simple, straightforward concept. It's just like him thinking about soulmates and also beaches. That's right. That's it, baby. And and he got like, I mean, this is two verses, but it's kind of like one's a little longer than the other. Yeah, the first two could almost be three verses. Yeah, or like three kind of sections, and the first one is two sections. They're not yeah. they're not like rhyming couplets, but maybe they're kind of couplets. Yeah, because you get the first two lines in this one, hanging around the rain out here trying to pick up a girl, why are my eyes filling up with tears? That's part one of verse two. And then the second part is from, or is she lying on a tropical beach somewhere to the to you know, <clears throat> caressing her warm brown skin? Yeah. And then it's your concluding paragraph, which is at the end of the year, maybe not quite, we'll be sharing the name, same yeah, next to so. kin. Yeah, so that's kind of your sections. I don't know if you'd call them verse one and verse two per se, but that's definitely how the chorus breaks them up. Yeah. In any case. In any case. That's those the, song. Are the lyrics. What really sells these lyrics is the, is the energy. The, the the punk rock spirit. Yeah, it definitely has that punk rock aspect to it, where it's yeah, kind of more about the feeling mm-hmm. than the contents necessarily. The presentation more than anything. Yeah. So we got we open up with some some muted guitar strumming these these two chords that Reckless Eric discovered. Yeah, it's like E and A, or at least I looked <laughs> up a tab because I was like, is there only two chords in this song? And there is in fact only two chords in this song. And like E and A, both very easy to play. Very easy chords. And very easy to change between. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm not going to knock the song for being easy to play. But it is easy to play. It is easy to play. That's part of the reason I think it's been widely covered, too. Yeah, and like, it fits in with the punk aesthetic. And this is like fairly, this is 77. So like punk exists, but it's it's early. I yeah, I mean it may already have died. It's always tough tough to know because like once something exists, suddenly it's post. That's right. right. So 
punk happened once in I some forget when dingy bar in Britain, like, and then everything yeah, after that everything is after the that death of it. <laughs> so yeah, it was like the Stooges, and then the Ramones, and then post-punk, I think. Yeah, that sounds about right. That's my understanding. Yeah, I'll agree with that. Um, so yeah, we get the muted guitar, and then he comes in with his his nasally British guy voice. Yeah, well, it's, got, it's got a kind of yeah, nasally rough-ish sound. Yeah, which I think is part of what makes it punk. Because again, this could just as easily be a fucking like Beach Boys song from the '60s. Yes, um, definitely has that simplicity and um, beachy topics. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, and it's seventy-seven. It's not like it's not like a Queen song, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, it just doesn't have that sound to it. No, but there are these like since it is so sparse, there are these signature just like moments where things happen that are we'll find repeated through a lot of the covers here. So like at about True. thirty-five True. seconds, you get the the toms coming in on the drums, just a doom doom. Yeah, so how it how it works is in that I guess you'd call it or what what Genius calls the first verse. Um there's sort of a bit in the middle where he sings the line from the from the chorus. Yeah, the chorus line, yeah. Go the whole wide world, go the whole wide world, just find her in between the rest of the verse. And then there's sort of some drums. And then there's a little like bass thing where it goes Yeah, it does a little doo-loo. <laughs> um so even though he's mostly just doing that kind of like muted strumming thing of I think a power chord or two power chords. Hmm. Um there's a little bit of other stuff, but it stays pretty sparse. There's not a ton going on. Yeah, so it does like around so like 35 seconds drums come in. Around 43 seconds that bass goes off and then again around a 50 second mark and then that takes us into the he stops muting the guitar where you start going hard and it picks up into the chorus. Yes, that's when we get the more more of the guitar sound, which uh, I think is a pretty bright sound. Yeah, you're right. Um, and that's that's that Rickenbacker plan. Yeah, exactly. Like you mentioned, it's like it's like jangle pop, but being played punk yeah, styled. Definitely rougher. Rougher mm-hmm. around the edges. Rougher around the edge, along with his voice too, because he he's going harder, but it's still that nasally British guy from the the first verse. True, <laughs> yeah, a little more like grit. His voice kind of has like a like a tightness to it. Yeah, like he's, like he's tensing up. Yeah, and like holding in. Yeah, it's. I don't know if I've ever quite heard anybody like this. And even that, like he comes up again later, and he. Sounds a little more, like, open, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we'll talk about that later. Uh, later. Now, um, yeah, so we get to the chorus. Tambourine's a big thing that comes in. Yes, in the chorus, that's kind of the rhythm. They're like, one, two, one, two, three. That's what the, that's how the drums change there. Yeah. Or that's, I mean, this is the first time the drums have come in at all. But they yeah, change, like, I guess. Yeah, like full official. To the, yeah. Yeah. Once we go back to the, to the verse, they're just doing like a rock beat. Rock beat, yeah. So we come back to your second verse. It's a very, we've talked about this kind of structure in songs a thousand times. First verse quiet, second verse loud. Yep. Yep. With so you get the rock sometimes drums going. Sometimes with, yeah, a bigger chorus in between. 
yeah and more elements layered in whatever you have it's this is the bigger thing so we're, we're we've been introduced to the concept gently now he's talking about his shitty dating life yeah yeah we have, except we have drums now the guitar is still back to doing it's like muted vamp yeah there's a bass now too though that's kind of doing the same thing Mm-hmm. and then so it just feels bigger because they're just doubling up without yeah making it like more complicated it just little punch here yeah exactly doing the and then a thing. guitar starts doing arpeggios in the like the second half of the verse here. yeah it's got a pretty like heavy i think it's a tremolo effect because it's just yeah, sort of like that... the volume changing yeah, yeah, yeah um and it actually there was that guitar played a bit uh between the chorus and the verse as well it just plays a little um, yeah, it is a little under yeah. the track. Like it's not quite yeah. in the focus, but it's it got, is playing it plays something. A little, little riff. Yeah, sort of to transition between into this yeah. verse. Because um, yeah, there's like a little riff and there's a, a drum roll, and I think the drum roll takes a little more focus yeah. than the than the riff. Yes, and like we said, it's sort of broken up into three parts. So like, yeah, um, the first part is when those. I mean. It's pretty straightforward, like when when mm-hmm. the when the drums change, and then that guitar comes in in the second part, and then in the yeah. last part we get clapping. That's right, and return and of claps. the groovy bass. I think no, that comes later. Oh. When they do a chorus, um, it comes around. I think two thirty nine. I've got marked, which is kind of close okay. to the end. They get the, the that After bass the coming back a bit. Yeah, I think oh. so. So we come back to the chorus, same as the first time. We're all we're all happy it's there. It's I mean it's the centerpiece of the song. Like yeah, he's doing the chorus. It's again yeah, simple chorus where they like change the ending line a couple times. Yeah, but it's like really just that line. Go the whole wide world just to find her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he says yeah, yeah. at around two thirty nine, and then that's I think that's the the bass playing that, but boom 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 boom, almost kind of surf rocky. Not what I'm saying, Alex. Oh, the the, the bow, 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 bow. Yeah, that's a bass guitar. I believe so. It could be a guitar. I don't know. All I know is it's got a tremolo effect on it, my man. Well, if it's that tremolo effect, it's probably that guitar <laughs> from before, Alex. Are we listening to the same thing? Yes. I think we must just, be. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's just um, it's, it's a very low playing guitar. I'm not it's, sure. I thought it was a guitar, but. I don't know, man. It's probably a guitar, man. I just wanted to believe it was the bass. I, I mean, a bass could kind of do that. Be low, though. The fact of the matter is, some sort of tremolo-ass motherfucker is playing at the, <laughs> the end of this track. And they do! And, and they then do. And fade, fades out on that. So, like, the clapping fade comes out. back in, the tremolo comes in, and then they fade. That's it. That's, yeah, the, that's song. the song. And it's, it's good. pretty simple. And I say this a lot. But this is just, it's also true for this. It's simple. Yeah. Simple, good, fun, under three minutes. Two chords for the whole it me- thing. It, me- it meets the is... entertainer standards. So, you know, it it's get, gets radio play, baby. Oh, yeah, baby. Oh. It's don't don't even need to cut this down to 305, yeah. Yeah, I mean, two and a half. That's, that's or I guess it's longer than two and a half. Anyway. Yeah. You know they could fuck Quick around song. with that fade out on, on the radio. They could definitely fuck around with that fade out on the radio. On the radio. Although, um, what's kind of interesting yeah. about the fade out is that they add instruments for it. 
instead of yeah. like taking them away. Well, you know, the Probably original version of this deal. was actually ten minutes long. <laughs> they just did that for the for another seven odd minutes. Just got really into it and forgot to stop. <laughs> Hell yeah. So that's it. That's the original people. Not a lot to say here, but there are a lot of cover <laughs> versions. So let's talk about them. The first one being by Epu Normali in 1978. Normali. Raptor. Am I, am I hitting that right? Normali. Normali. Is that how do you? What's your source on that, Alex? Um, I. I put it into Google Translate and asked them to pronounce it for me. Okay. In Finnish. It's, it's um, it means normal in Finnish. Um, What's Epu mean? Uh, I, I think it's a name because the, the, the band was named after Abby Normal uh, from Young Frankenstein, which is not a character. It okay. is a misunderstanding of uh, one of the characters reads abnormal, which is a label on a brain that they put into Frankenstein. He said, oh, oh no, 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 it's, it's okay. It was Abby Normal. This is brain. And then he's like, you mm. gave me an abnormal brain? I see. And so maybe that's... So are they so I doing think the same pun, but in... It must so the be. The name together should so, mean abnormal. Yeah. So I'm assuming that either Epu is a name or just their version of the word abnormal. Or a direct right. translation. Or... Yeah. So I don't know all the specifics, but it, yeah, it's like a pun. Hell yeah. And uh, they, their name of the song, Nyori Poika. Um, uh, which they do say in the song is because uh, when I was a young boy, it's a young boy. Oh, when I was a young boy, no, 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 no. that's not right. Um, <laughs> is that rich man? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was a wealthy man. Naughty boy. All right. Apparently, yeah, they're very so... successful in Finland. Yeah, apparently, and I guess part of the appeal is that they do actually sing in Finnish. Which apparently is uncommon. I guess English yeah, is I such guess. so common. I think in Northern Europe, a lot of people just speak English. Mm-hmm. So, I'm not surprised. Especially, I mean, I know a, there's a lot of, like, Swedish musicians and music producers, I think, particularly. So, like, they right. just work in with English-speaking or singing artists, I think, a lot. Yeah, that's my understanding. Or it's like electronic music, and there's no words anyway. Oh, that's right. So you know, it's, it's the language of music, baby. Um, I looked up the translation for this on on Google. I should have. It's pretty similar to the original, at least you know what you can tell from the uh, the 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 mashed up of <clears throat> right, right. It's kind of like a vague outline, but they're missing some articles and stuff. Yeah, um, so one thing that seemed interesting was in the second verse about uh, about finding girls in the rain is whereas in the original he seems to be kind of like complaining about it. In this one, they seem to suggest that it's more of a like, oh, I'm going to persevere through the rain and and sickness and whatever it takes to find this woman. So he so, says... Yeah, what does he say? Um... He says, I wander in the winds and rains, but still, girl missing. But I do not mind, even if the die can get the flu or asthma. So, like, I don't, I, uh, I don't mind getting sick. Cause I'm like, a, I'll put up with anything. 
Yeah, because he so instead of him being looking at his current relationships and being like, oh, I gotta fuck off to the Bahamas and find a lady there, he's like, Well, it's part of the search. Like, <laughs> I gotta be out here in the wind and the rain, find this girl. Right. And the original doesn't really have that at all. Like he says, I'll do like I mean, the implication of I'll go the whole wide world, I think, is that he'll do anything. Right. But only says that and like very clearly is just talking about like looking somewhere else versus actually putting an effort, which this song seems to imply. Yeah. Um makes sense. Sorry, I was looking at the chorus for this, the translated one. It says I rotate around the nation. I'll go around the country and I'll find him. Ooh, they'll stay in Finland. <sighs> Rotate around the nation. That's a good one. Um, yeah. That's that's the only real difference I know. So he says, or should I expect the girl to pop into me herself? So he brings up an interesting idea of like like is it even maybe my she's searching too? Like what yeah, there's always a possibility that someone else finds you. Mm-hmm. So that's the only things I can I can point out lyrically. Um <clears throat> this was made a year after and it's frankly very musically similar yes um is the second verse longer uh, it may be because i was trying to follow along just with like but obviously i didn't know what they were saying and it seemed uh, like i they think went they might have longer. added some lines um he says other... here there there is a world full of himo but i obviously cannot strike group them because of then, no one the true, they are for the other guys. But when he is finally next to me, under a beautiful moonlit, I like him then by the hand, and none of us marry from going to prevent. Oh, nobody's going to stop us from marrying. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get it eventually. We just need to shuffle some words around. Um, yeah, another thing I noticed about this when they're singing in Finnish, it seems like they need a lot more words to say the same thing. So listening to the first verse, they're like saying words really fast. Yeah. Oh, he squeezes just, yeah. a lot in right off the bat. <laughs> yeah. So that's something I either didn't know about Finnish or is not true of Finnish, but seems to be the true the case. The in case this in verse, this song. Yeah. Is that you just need more words to say the same stuff, but you can say it just as fast. That's what I've always heard about Spanish: is you can speak it very fast, but you need more words to say the same things compared to mm. English. But I don't speak Spanish, so. No, you don't. So you'll never have to speak it fast. You'll never have to speak it quickly. Um, yeah, but it's like the same thing. It's a more distorted, I think, on this one. The guitar and the bass. Doing yeah, the, the guitar kind of has like off right at the start. Like it's got like more of like a hollow echo sound to it. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's not hugely different. No, they hit both gritty. of those same cues for the drum and bass in that first area. Ugh, yes. Um, and the other thing they do is once they get to the chorus, it's like group sing. Yeah, and they do, the bass does a little walk down to bring us to the chorus. It's like, oh, doo -doo -doo -doo. Yeah. yeah, big group on the on the vocals there. Um, yeah, we covered the a lot of words in a short period of time. And it seems like they've added a bit. Now this version is a bit longer. Mm -hmm. It's like twenty five ish seconds longer. So, maybe they did just add a line or something. Maybe, yeah, or maybe like and that you would said, balance it out a little more because there's like one, two, like for the when you break up the second 
Versus right, so essentially it's making like one it line, two, two lines, one versus. line, two lines, and then one line on its own. So if they all had yeah, two yeah, lines, yeah. be easy. Yeah, easy um, breezy. Yeah, so that could be the case. It could else? be like you mentioned that maybe it just takes longer to say and finish. True, so and just, maybe they just stretched they, it out because they're like, "Fuck it." Yeah, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not doing this fast every time. Exactly. Um, but yeah, it, it sounded kind of like more straightforward rock and roll thing. Definitely more of like a a polished feel yeah in that it's not like punky like the original yeah it does seem to lean more towards classic rock uh with a more like traditional distortion on a guitar no tambourine in the chorus uh we do get hand claps at the second half of the second verse there yep yep so they kind of get that like group singing going along with the hand claps and you get that i'm sure everyone's joining in yeah Um, and then it's like, you know, again, very faithful. We get to the, uh, the outro and it's just like a couple of little slides on the guitar and we're out. Yeah. They don't fade out. They yeah. do like an actual ending, like a resolution. Yeah. And then you hear a little, and then it's over. And then it's over. That's this, that's this one, Alex. Anything else to say about it? No. Let's talk about the monkeys in Let's 1987. Um, have we actually discussed the monkeys before? I don't think so. The monkeys, for anyone who doesn't know, um, were like fake Beatles in the sixties. Mm-hmm. It w- they were created as a TV show, but then they made some music. Um, the band originally didn't even perform the music, but I believe they learned, and then yeah, they l- so... went on to perform the music i think they sang the songs at least because um like mickey dolenz and davy jones would sing yeah so they were actually uh, like capable of singing but they didn't write anything and they didn't play the instruments yeah and that remains the case <laughs> on this reunion album oh, okay i didn't realize yeah i did a bit of digging into it so this is from their 10th studio album pool it <laughs> Which is, uh, it comes yeah. from the... Weird to the... think of the monkeys in the late 80s, but they did, like, break yeah. up and get back together. Also, quick tie-in with last month, uh, Davy Jones, one of the members of the monkeys, um, somewhat, I don't know if this is even infamous, uh, David Bowie's name, birth name, of course, David Jones, he was gonna be, he was originally gonna change it because the monkeys came out in, like, 66 or whatever, and Davy Jones was in it, so he wanted a different name. And then mm-hmm. was going to change it to Tom Jones, who uh, they also released an album in '66, and then he had to go. With, ended up going with David Bowie. Yeah, that's right. Look at that, neat. Yeah. Um. So this is the their first album of new material since 1970s. So there was new material on this album. Uh, the first Monkeys album to feature Peter Tork since their 1968 album, which was the soundtrack for the movie Hit. <laughs> And uh, Michael Naismith, or Nesmith, did not participate in the album because he was doing some kind of, like, tour or some shit. He was doing solo stuff. Doing other stuff as a monkey. Yeah, so we have the monkeys doing, uh, you know, what the monkeys did. Work recorded by other people with instruments played by other people. And then them singing on it. Sing sometimes. And this sounds to me 
like absolute garbage. I don't know about you, Alex. This but... one is also like very clean, poppy version. It's doesn't got doesn't have the... any of the like personality and grit of the original. Yeah, it has the exact same flavor as like Disney Star albums <laughs> in the present day. Yeah, I guess. Ju- I mean, it is. It does have that like produced thing because it is that. Really. Mm-hmm. And just like cheap instruments behind it. There's this fucking organ in here or like e piano that sounds like shit. Yeah, some kind of <laughs> organ. Um that just plays along with the with the chord changes, of which there yeah. are not many. Um it it starts pretty similar. They build a little quicker. Cause once once they get into that second half of the first first uh verse or the first mm-hmm. section or whatever, that's when the organ comes in and like the drums are in already. Yeah. Um, which is pretty early for this song. Yeah, it is. So they yeah, really so you get that drum roll, you get the on. the organ screaming in there. Uh would... he's he's singing. <laughs> yeah, he is singing. Uh, for when he does the chorus. I I didn't know the monkeys like went that hard, because I know like three <laughs> monkeys songs, and it's like I'm a believer, I couldn't leave, you know? And yeah, like day, daydream believer, daydream also, also believer kind of believer. Yeah. So that was unexpected. Yeah, and that said, they don't really go like that hard. No, yeah, it's just more than I was expecting. <laughs> yeah, it's it's just it's like when you know somebody's like very friendly dad, and then you hear them shout once, you're like, oh shit. Oh what. I didn't know he could do that. We did something wrong, man. Um, but really, uh, they're like the drums are kind of doing the same beat. Really, they they add that organ, and like there's not a lot else uh, interesting, really. And the drums sound pretty cheap too. Do you think those are a drum machine at this point? Honestly, it could be, now that I'm listening to it, like, the way that it sounds. Yeah. Could be. It does could seem... Be. Yeah, I, I, it doesn't seem like it's necessarily a labor of love. No. As an um, album. And then, yeah. But yeah, we get a guitar solo in this. Polished. Ah, yes. At, at the 210 mark, while he continues to shout the, uh, the title line. This, yeah, this has the ad-libbing. Yeah. It just says... The title line a lot. I go the whole wide world. I go the whole wide world. Yeah, all right. I'm sure you would. And yeah, he shouts a bunch. Yeah, so he'll like shout it, and then there's another track just doing the the like main level he's been doing throughout. Then it fades out. It's not very good. That's all I have to say about this one, Alex. You got anything else? Um, no, not really. Alex? No, not really. Sorry, I leaned no, away from really. the microphone. Okay, all right, all right. For uh, for sure, Alex. Let's talk about Dytoten Hosen. might be d toten hosen but did they not say it die i don't know i think yeah. it might 
not always be the same. Because, like, I always wonder, you know. But at the same time, like, sometimes I say the, sometimes I say the. So, like, that's basically right. the same thing, right? How to pronounce die in German. Oh, you might be right. D. Hang on, let me watch this YouTube video about it, too. Is it a long YouTube video about the history of the pronunciation? Damn it, it is D, Alex. All right, let's talk about D. Totenhosen or, or the dead trousers, literally speaking, or figuratively, erectile dysfunction. They're German. Oh, is that actually what the term means? Um, yeah, so figuratively, it's dead boring or because it's like dead trousers and, and boring. It's like, hey, hey, it's like a cheeky mm. punk way of saying you can't get your, your dick up. Cool. Hell yeah, dog. Um, do you know these guys have a special edition of Sing Star, Sing Star just for them? Just for, the for PlayStation them? PlayStation 2? Yeah. Did it come out get... here, or did it only come out in Germany? I don't know, but it or came like out. Or, like, Central Europe. You can probably sing along to Here Come to Alex and... The one of their classics. songs that I've heard before. Cool. Yeah. Um, so this version is punk rock, baby. This version also features Reckless Eric. Does it actually? Um, yeah, I don't remember why I know that. Because it shows on, uh, on secondhand songs. But it doesn't okay. show in the, in Spotify. But I'm pretty sure it's that, that makes version. sense, because I was like, it's singers. crazy that he's singers. doing this great, like, impersonation of Reckless Eric. But only for it. some of the songs. Right, that makes way more like a, sense. Yeah, because, like, in the beginning, he has, he has an accent, like a German accent. Yeah. So he does the first part up to the to the uh, go the whole wide world line, and then after that it swaps over to the... what I've been calling the pseudo chorus. Yeah, well, it's more like a, a a chorus teaser. It's like, hey, this might happen a lot later. Maybe foreshadowing of a mm. chorus. But yeah, sure. Um, yeah, so same shit's going on here. Yeah, the guitar sounds very <laughs> similar to the original. I. Th- think again could literally just be reckless be eric reckless eric playing yeah. the same guitar mm-hmm. 15 um, years later whatever big thing on this is those those tom drums that come in at the same moments of course are much bigger yes their drums are kind of i mean the rest of it sounds quite different um mm-hmm. around the guitar although the guitar is very similar um they do have that bass thing again other than that it's like pretty similar yeah, except we we come to the chorus and it's it's much bigger. Than yes, because they have much more people. Similar to the Finnish version, the Epu Normali. Yeah. They do the other R. They do the R. R. You know what I mean? I know what you mean, Alex. Yeah. Um. Anyway, um. Similar to theirs in that it's a group sing, but there's more more people singing. Or it sounds like there's more people singing. Yeah, it sounds like it is like the whole band. Yeah. Um, it's, you got these big distort, distorted power chords behind them. It's more of like a like a pub song feeling. Yeah, or, 100%. A song, and I feel like are. that's, just from what little I know about this band, I feel like that's their vibe. Yeah, maybe I'm just stereotyping because they're a German rock band, but, but that's uh, what I get out it. of it. <laughs> Um, and they do on the the second verse. I'm moving forward now, unless you have more to say about the chorus. Go right ahead. Um, they harmonize on a couple of lines. So they did some singers in the back for the lines, uh, girls all over the world. Uh, got, yes. 
It's got a good vibe to it. Uh, yes. I mean, again, it's kind of that like collaborative thing. The like semi, because it's so simple, like semi improvised collaboration feel. Yeah, they and it gives it that, that like very well. that anthemic feel. Like we can all relate to it, and we all sing along to it. Yeah, again, and, some of those pub vibes. Yeah, and it's such a song that you can easily sing along to because it's yeah. very repetitive. You don't need to sing along to the chorus. You just got to sing, or I got that backwards. You don't need to sing along to the verses. <laughs> Once the chorus comes on, you just shout whole wide world. You don't even have to remember what he says before that. Yeah, and like it's got these big nasty tom drums going bum bum bum. Like yeah, it's it's got that good energy yeah, where you don't need like, to be a singer. You don't even you barely need it, to know man. the words. In a whole wide world. Because um, like I, uh, Cause I kept forgetting what he says, but he just says he'd go the whole wide world. Which, like, yeah. what is that? He he go it. You go it. Cause I was like, did you say walk? It's gonna walk. It's gonna like travel. That's too many syllables. I, I, I imagine it, it. He's open to a variety of travel yeah. methods. He could do whatever. He's just so going. So long as they end him up in the tropical areas of the world and nowhere else. Yeah. So airplanes. Um, Boats. Yeah, so that's the big thing in the second verse is the harmonies. Yeah. Otherwise, you know, hand claps your back. Yep, hand claps your uh, back, which sort of fits in with that. Everyone's clapping their hands, singing along. Mm-hmm. That other guitar. They have, yep. um, yeah, that tremolo thing going on, I believe. Um, There is, interestingly enough, not, It's not really tremolo, actually. In. Yeah. Yeah, there's some brass later on, like in the outro yeah, section where the they're outro. just doing the chorus and everyone's singing and the guitar is distorted and energetic yeah so it's it's not quite the chorus but it is the title line right just repeating it that same harmony tone and they go oh wide world oh yes that part yeah and then yeah this this downward uh riff on a on some some brass along with just some like some droning on it too yes I wasn't sure. I mean, sometimes, especially when it's kind of buried like this, could be like a synthesizer. But it's definitely a brass sound. Yeah, it's definitely that brass area. And um, then kind of they bring that guitar riff back, and they're doing the clapping, and the drums are doing the So everything yeah. comes back right at the end. Big energy. Fill the room. Everybody sings along. Has a good time. Yeah, my only complaint is this thing is cut to uh, to crossfade into the next song on the album. So it cuts off very abruptly if you're just listening to it as a single. So you're saying it should have faded out. Yeah, I think just give me the full fade out. It's just... Because <laughs> then it, it stops. Oh, yeah. it's just like... Actually, does the next song on the album start with that? Yeah, basically, it's a very short. Like they cut off very little, but it's you can still tell it's cut off. And smash it up. Yeah. Oh yeah, it cuts in the middle of the fade out. That's yeah, too dog. bad. It's too bad. That's Alex. Too anything bad. else on this one? There is not. Okay, that one was from 1991. I don't know if we actually mentioned that up top. Are we? Are we saying years? I think so. We yeah. we always do. I was just you like always trying to ask this I like I don't do it. I, I know do we it do it the time, years, but it's not. Are we supposed to do the years? Are we remembering to do the years? 
always. I remember it always. But then you had to correct my pronunciation of the in German. (laughs) Just because your last name's fucking Mildenberger. And so that I forgot to say the year. 1991. 91. D. Totenhausen. And now 95. And now 95 with Mental As Anything, the first band to actually chart with this song. Yeah, Australian, they hit number 53 or some shit. Yeah, on the Australian singles chart. Well, that hardly counts. Yeah. Um, yeah, they were an Australian rock band who apparently got together just to, like, get free drinks at the bar, and then now they have a, a decade-spanning career of being just pretty all right. Cool. The internet um, they a- described them as a new wave band. Um, new wave and They pop definitely rock. have a synthesizer. That's as new wave as it gets, baby. Yeah. Their song Too Many Times made it to the top 40 in Canada. I've never heard it in my life. Too many times. I made that up. That's not real. Okay. Yeah, uh, it didn't sound off. like what I listened to. Um, yeah. We got we got some instruments on this one, Alex. Sounds like an acoustic guitar. What kind of instruments do we have on this? Sorry, you answered that before I asked an acoustic, it. Acoustic? Well, I, I questioned it, actually. Is it acoustic on this, Alex, do you think? Could be. It almost sounds like they've got two guitars and one might be acoustic and they're just doing the same thing. Yeah, well, I'm always imagining one of these to be a bass. Yeah. But, you know, yeah, I'm I can a simpleton. I can hear that. So, you know, he's singing. That. He sounds good. He's very, he's a very smooth voice compared to, uh, to old Reckless Eric. That's um, true. After, after the pseudo chorus, we get the, uh, some synth coming in with some, some Chords. Yeah, some like eighth note synth chords, and then you get like a little little bass. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, bass yeah, is yeah. The bass thing. The bass is all the way down. Sounds pretty cool, I think. Yeah. Which is like not exactly. I don't think quite what happens in the other ones, even though it's similar. Yeah, it's <laughs> everything is like yeah. incremental. Like, on kind this. of similar, but like not quite the same. Not exactly the same. So yeah, you got a bass kind of grooving a little bit. Um, that synth's there. Uh, and then, yeah, big toms and a small instrumental break. And then he does the, he starts ripping into the chorus. Yeah, it sounds like, like that strumming gets really hard. Yeah, you can hear that in the back there. Scratching on the strings. Yeah. Um, the synth changes, it's a pattern. Mm Mm-hmm. Just it's just like following the drums basically. The bah, 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 That's bah, right. Bah, 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 bah. And yeah, that's their chorus, man. That's what they do. That's the, the chorus. chorus. Um, they do the the rising pattern on the guitar as the drums go into this cymbal work. Oh yeah, the drums are really hitting. Everything's really hitting, man. Yeah, it's a good energy on this. It's definitely moved into like clean rock and roll, just like classic vibes yes it's real radio rock yeah more interesting or it strikes me as more interesting than the monkeys version it feels like oh 100 like a band doing it yeah um, this is definitely more organic than that and just because they have like a, a clean sound doesn't necessarily mean it's bad right right yeah and then they like hey let's throw in a synthesizer yeah Who i think the guy's a good singer too it's kind of I mean, it's not like a super difficult song to sing. 
Yeah, but I, I think but his, his, again, cool. like like with all of these versions, we're mostly just talking about tone on things. Yes, I think the tone of his voice is good. <laughs> we're not like amazing guitar solo. He played like a whole arpeggio. Yeah, impressive. Um, and you were talking about the transition out of the chorus. Yeah, about the cymbal. Just, playing the, yeah, playing big cymbal work. Um, that like guitar arpeggio or like the guitar part it's a little different from the original very similar but it like goes up at the end instead of not going down yeah and there is a bit of like distortion in the back there in the back yeah it's like it's just kind of hard to hear but it's there doug oh so there's like two guitars there because they're doing that like tremolo thing but there's also like a really heavy distorted guitar yeah one that's sort of crunchy in the back Giving a little bit more of that sustain. Yeah, it's doing this doom. While the, the top one's doing that boom, 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 that real like surf rock energy. Even the, the synth on this has that element of like, you know, it would be in a surf rock song with that tone. It kind of does, doesn't it? Maybe that's just what rock and roll sounds like in Australia. Hell yeah, it's, it's you know, there's so much water around. He doesn't mention Australia. He's too busy talking about other tropical locations. He's got to talk about tro- tropical places, man. They got sunlight in Australia. They got sun. Are they tropical though? Some of it might be. Yeah, maybe. Oh, like I don't know if they're. They got like beaches, right? Yeah, dog. They got beaches. They got reefs. Yeah. Hell, oh, yeah. man, they, yeah, they even got, got reefer. I mean, they're, like, <laughs> large enough. I don't know if they have tropical biomes specifically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't... I I would say no, but hey, man, we're not here to talk about science. We're here to talk about grooving. Yeah, let's groove on down to this next verse. Um yeah. Which is, like, what's going on here? What do they do? It's just, like... You know, it's what you'd expect. Right. At the end of the first part, they kind of just like, oh, like it's, it's very similar. Like the drums stay the same. Um, and then like the synth and the bass are still going. And by the yeah. same, I mean, as the f- other verse, not the chorus. Um, yeah. Cause they did their build up in that first verse. So you don't get a lot of that. Like, oh, this is very different from the yeah, first verse. Happens earlier. Similar to the monkeys version. Yeah. Um, and then. They they do build a bit, but it's just like they're hitting things harder yeah. in the second part of of the verse. Um, and the, also the drums change from the ba 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 to just like a standard rock beat. Yeah. Um, the bass is really oh, grooving right. in the background there. It's going up, down, all around. Some good shit. Yeah. Sometimes it's nice to pay attention to bass, and it's nice when bass is like doing something. That you can like miss out on and then come back and be like, oh damn, yeah. Yeah, like, oh, that is nice. <laughs> Gotta pay attention to that bass, man. It's rich, thrilling. Yeah, so you know, and again, I think the, gu- the guitar like noodles a little extra here. It's your typical second verse stuff. Yeah, we get the, the chorus again. Um, after the chorus, we get him saying, oh yeah, a lot. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And then that guitar riff comes in. Yeah, the classic riff. And they have 
a definite resolution similar to the Epu Normali version. Yeah, big final note that they let just ring out. And like that's it, man. That's that's the deal. That's it, baby. That's what we call mental as Australian anything. version. Uh, I dug the energy on this one. Yeah. Overall. Yeah, I think it was it was a welcome interpretation. Nothing like like these other ones. Nothing really groundbreaking, but yeah. No, I don't know if anyone is going to break ground. Well, these fuckers are because it's it's the proclaimers. It is the proclaimers. Twin brothers, Scottish rock duo, born on March 5th, just like your boy, uh, except years apart from me. Many years um, apart. Yeah. In so I, Edinburgh. I had to check. I had to check the release date of their hit single, I'm Gonna Be, brackets 500 miles. Right. Because thematically, it makes a lot of sense for them to, to sing this, because it's the, conceptually the same Very as I'm similar, Gonna Be. Yeah. <laughs> I will go great distances. Do you think that's why they had to do it, Alex? Is because they looked like fucking fools. Like, oh, damn. They were like, well, this Reckless Eric would song. go the entire world. You're going to go a thousand miles tops? But he's walking. He's not just going. Yeah, uh, but see, Reckless Eric is willing to employ different methods. It's, it's more versatile. Yeah. In his locomotion. Exactly, Alex. Um, Alex, you're a big Proclaimers fan. <laughs> Um, well, this makes three pro- Proclaimer songs that I know. So. What other Proclaimer song do you know? Um, they have a song in Shrek. Um, okay, what's that one called? I'm on my way. I'm on my way. Oh, hey, I know that one, too. Yeah. Well, Alex, we're equally mashed in Proclaimer's knowledge. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is exactly what you'd expect from the Proclaimers. It's... It's all about the harmonies, baby. It's not about what the lead singer's doing. It's about what the guy in the back's doing. He's and he's doing. He he's is fucking doing. doing. Um, what does this version have? I mean, it has the proclaimers for one, and their for accents, one. which are very notable, yeah. noticeable when um, they sing. For two, slowed right the fuck down. This is a four-minute version. Down. Yeah, not like sad slow. It's just slower. Yeah, not just even like thoughtful. it doesn't like feel. I guess maybe a little bit thoughtful. Yeah, I give it that. And so instead of this uh, sort of like they do this thing where they kind of emphasize one out of every like two notes or every four notes maybe. Yeah, kind of like that five, one, two, three, one, two, three, four, five, one, two, three, one, two, yeah. three. Yeah. Big hits. Um, then we get after the the pre-chorus line, we get the the pseudo chorus, we get some some strings coming in on a big sustain. Yep. <laughs> they have strings. Um wait, did we mention the surf sound effects? This opens yeah, with it, surf it starts sound with effects. Waves. waves crashing on a beach but like gentle waves yeah very gentle waves and it's quiet so if you don't turn this one up you can miss it Mm -hmm. um Um, yeah so where were we Uh, strumming high violence coming slowly strum the chords 
Violence. Where did the violence come in? I've lost it. Coming just spot. after the pseudo chorus after line. The pseudo-chorus. After the pseudo chorus. There's also a second guitar for some of the pseudo chorus. Not for very Yeah, much, it comes in a bit a bit higher. Ah yes. Then the strings come in. And the backup vocals. That's right. But they're very gentle at first. Mm-hmm. At first. A few other things, more surf sound effects. There's a bass that's coming now. And then we hit the chorus. That's right. And that is when they harmonize. <laughs> yeah, they harmonize. And shit gets big. You get your big drum roll in. Big guitars. Now, now, now. Actually, they're harmonizing before. But they're harmonizing more on the chorus. And it's like... Yeah, this singing is where the and... harmonies let rip. Yeah, the backup singer's just like, like doing his own thing. And like, really, really singing, man. Yeah. And that's the money. Like him, like singing in the front, fine. But you got the guy in the back, find out where they hide. It's going high as shit. Yeah. He's really going. He's, so. yeah, he's what makes this worth it. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's, that's what it's about, man. That's what it's about. That's what it's about. Uh, there's also an organ that, that's coming in on the chorus. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So yeah, the guitar becomes very heavy. I think we said that already. And then the organ. And then just like rock beat drums. Yeah. Um, and from that, you know, we move into the to the next verse. Yeah, well, we move into that transition section. Yeah. And I think there's a piano in there somewhere, but it's hard to tell because there's yeah, a just lot doing, like, going a dun, 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 dun. Yes. Okay, good. I'm not crazy. Yeah, you're not crazy. All right. Yeah, there's some piano uh, in there. Yeah, so it's just kind of like a swelling of piano in this guitar, and then we move into the next verse. Um, tambourines in here for this verse. I forget yep. if it was there for the chorus. Um, I, I didn't think so. It was not. So it, it comes in for this, this verse. They also um, take the guitar out for this part. Yeah. Or the guitar, the distorted guitar. Yeah, so there's just, there's still like a, a soft muted plucking, and then yeah. there's a bass. Um, big thing here, instead of doing harmonies, he, he'll he just uh, like hype man certain words. Yeah, so it's it's the, the first strong beat of each line, I think. So he'll be like, when he sings, um, let me just find the words. So I have them to all here. Girls. Girl, and he goes, girls. Lion, lion, hiding, pining, hoping, lion, caressing. We got a caressing in there. There is a caressing. Yeah. So I mean, they're still harmonizing, but they've just—I think they are. Yeah, it's still in harmony, but it's just not all the time. Yeah. There's just like another voice that that hype mans these words. Yeah. So A plus on the hype man. It's very exciting. Uh, yeah, it feels like a proclaimer's move, right? They do that in. in I mean, they've got to proclaim, right? Or yeah, else they exactly. don't live up to their name. And when I go out, when I go out, like that's, <laughs> that's all they do. Yes, <sighs> definitely. That's their uh, trick. Um, yeah. Kind of like uh, I think it, they're sustaining like organ chords this whole time. Yeah, dog. Um, and then it kind of builds up near the end. And then when they go, or the, of that first, and then once we go into the chorus, um, 
just really going with the harmonies again. And like that distorted guitar comes back. I didn't really notice the difference uh, between the this and the last chorus. It just no, it's does the vocal stuff again. Don't want to distract from those vocals, man. No. Um, we get a guitar solo and sort of general instrumental break. That piano's coming back to hit the one note. <laughs> yes, similar like transition trend to the previous transition section, but now it's sort of more of an outro, and we get yeah. that like guitar solo. Really noticing that that shiny organ. Yeah. Shiny. Oh, and uh, this big guitar comes in to do two little notes. <laughs> Ah, uh, yes, that guitar. Oh, yes, it is pretty big. Yeah, just... Kind of like... Yeah. It feels more like rock and roll than the rest of the song. Yeah, and then we end with just a... It's, it's done. Yeah. We're out of here. So this is a longer version, almost four minutes, because they slow it down a bunch. And yeah. like add a little bit. It's not like too long or anything. No. Don't worry, it's not even four minutes long. Jeez. I think they do enough on the and and it's it's the vocals really that are the the hook. Yeah, here. that's the selling point. And, that's the selling point. And I mean, they're really going. They really do. Yeah, that. they do fucking, the thing. Fucking knock them vocals out. Uh, with that, let's talk about the Bad Shepherds in two thousand nine. I'm. I'll call out the fact that there is a music video to this. Oh right, uh, I forgot to talk about that, Alex. We let's can talk, talk about, about that music bit. video. Uh, so there's not a lot to the music video. We say this about every music video, Alex. There's a lot going on here. It starts with a, a, a fine of a Hawaiian woman. Yeah, wearing like a lei. It's it's a shot of a yeah, photograph in what appears to be an entirely CGI environment. To me. Yeah. Sure. But Why might just be like fuzzy. I don't know. Could be. This is this isn't the most high quality upload I've seen on YouTube in my life. True. Um. So yeah, it's 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 the two brothers here. Um. They're singing together. Well, he's singing. The other one's Standing playing guitar. Standing in a room. We get, uh, yeah, they're just in like a random like cabin or something, some kind of room. We see some shots of some hula dancing. And then we're back to his face. He's got a tambourine here. I didn't notice it really when we Yeah, he does the song, pull out a tambourine. He is playing tambourine in the, in the start of this song. Which I don't quite believe in, but what are you going to do? Yeah, I'm not a I'm not a tambourine man myself. So then we get more once we hit the chorus. There's more shots of uh, just uh, essentially Hawaiian women or women dressed in a Hawaiian style garb. Yeah, as it were, just doing like hula dancing. Yeah, and then we get some like postage montage where it's letters and pictures of this these Hawaiian women, and then we get this collection of just uh, different souvenirs. Being, being shown to us, and then different pictures of ladies. Then back to these dudes singing. And then we cut to just another shot of a desk with some stuff on it. Back to the hula. Listen, this is, she's got a beach ball at some point. She does have a beach ball. She smiles next to the beach ball. And, like, that's the video. It keeps cutting back and forth between, like, these women, pictures of these women, and the proclaimers in a room. Singing at the camera, directly yeah. at the camera. I will note at around 2.30 that the pictures of women are in wintry clothes. That's true. That, that maybe we'll go to some colder parts of the world as the proclaimers. Yeah, it does seem like there's more destinations implied, not even implied, like shown. 
but the the women are mostly in in hula skirts. Yeah. So wait, is this so the because the women at the end say no, they they hold up the letters N and O and an exclamation mark. Is this because they are not the one that he's looking for? Is this because that's why he's throwing all those photos down? He's like, I tried this one, tried this woman. There's tried only this three woman. of them though. Yeah, but they're dressed up in different costumes True. sometimes. True. Um, and it does show a bunch of souvenir items from around the world, so perhaps implying that he has been traveling the world. Yeah. Fine and women, but never the and one. They're like, nope, sorry. Not the one. And then at the end, they just like drink tea and wink at the camera. Yeah, they're like, hey, we did it. Good on us. Let's drink some tea. And so That's they do. the music video. You thought it wasn't worth discussing, Alex. Come on. I didn't say it wasn't worth discussing. I said there wasn't much going on. I stand oh, by that. Oh, fuck you. It was a, it was a deep, layered story about exactly <laughs> what the song's story. about. About sadness. About sadness. But here's what we're about, Alex. We're about talking about the Bad Shepherds in 2009. I go the whole wide world. I go the whole wide world just to find out. I go the whole wide world, I go the whole wide world to find out where they hide out. I go the whole wide world. Bad Shepherds. The Bad Shepherds, a band we talked about one time a while ago. You can on even say f- once in a lifetime. Once in our lifetimes. And this is the second time. And I think I'd said the same thing last time because when I looked at the band, one of the band members is like a comedian. It was like, are they a Adrian comedy Edmondson. band? They're not a comedy uh, band. Yeah, I think we've we've done this exact same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so they do They're like They're an folk. English folk band. Yeah. It's folk music. So your boy, Adrian Edmondson, he does some vocals. He plays the mandolin and mandola, which sounds to me just, just like, like a, a big mandolin. mandolin. That makes sense. Well, Supposedly mandolin. Well, it's like a violin and a viola, but it's a mandolin and a mandola. Okay, I see. I gotcha. Yeah. So, so Troy Donnelly plays the the Willen pipes. Is that how you say that? Illen pipes. Illen pipes. The citern, whistles, and he also sings. So that's what these guys do. Supposedly, he's a virtuoso Illen pipes player. Well, probably. I yeah, probably. You know so that's what? cool. It's the best Illen pipes player I've ever heard. It's like third or fourth, probably. <laughs> Um, so we open with some gentle strings, presumably a mandolin. It's gotta be a mandolin. <laughs> it could be a mandola. Could be. But it sounds pretty high, so I'm I'm gonna say mandolin. But I don't know. Yeah. These guys also sometimes have an award winning uh fiddle player with them who I believe appears on this song. There is there is a fiddle. Don't know who's playing it. No way to know. It's impossible to know. He's nope. playing it. He's playing the you know, it's the same shit as as every other version. Yep. He's just going between two chords, but it's just on yep. a different, slightly different instrument now. Yeah, slightly. and then and then at the maybe in the, she's in the Bahamas line, we get that that fiddle coming in. It goes boom, boom. Yeah. Um. What else does this song do? Um. It doesn't really go up, is what it it does no. when we hit the chorus. There's a few. Uh, there's a few things. Uh, one thing I thought was kind of neat. Um. In uh, where is it? Instead of doing like the bass coming in, they play yeah. what sounds like they do like harmonics on. I don't. I assume the mandolin. oh yeah that that's that. Yeah, exactly. I think it's harmonics. That's what it sounds like to me. Yeah, I believe that. 
Um, and then just like add backup vocals for the for the chorus. But the rest of it, yeah, like like you said, doesn't really go up. Yeah, so it's that same level of energy, but we got multiple vocals on it. Um, still just those those two chords being played on the mandolin and those uh, harmonic notes going off. And then, yeah, just like some violin being sustained. <laughs> and then, so the big ones on these are the instrumental breaks between the chorus and the verse, or basically after any chorus. Yeah. Because they, I mean, they, it's basically just a little violin solo. Yeah. Um, we got a full stop on instruments at 142 for him to finish off the the line about girls all over the world. Yeah, they do, um, they do like full pauses between the, what we've called the three sections of the second right. verse. So... I mean, obviously, they already have been differentiated musically in the other versions, but they just really kind of take it to the next level, you know? Yeah. Do um, you know? Don't Man. you know? Uh, for this one, like, the violin stuck around for the second verse. He's going all over the place. The violin. Yes, there's violin. Yeah. And that's kind of like what they've built this song out of. Yeah. The mandolin, violin, and... Their uh, harmonies. Their harmonies. Um, worth noting uh, on the vocals, he gets slightly more unhinged the closer he gets to the end of this this verse. When he talks about being the next of kin. Be, Sounds I, unhinged. I'm the same next of kin. He does do that. Does sound a little different. Yeah. It's just one of those tricks, I guess. That's one of those tricks that people have. Yeah. Um. Then we do the the chorus round two. The violins sound a little bit bigger to me in this. I won't tell you they don't. All right. Alex, Maybe if it's good. a big violin, it's a viola. Huh? No. Huh? No, Alex. It's like a big violin. Um. So then at around two forty two here after the chorus, we pick up to a big instrumental. Oh yeah. Section. Those, those pipes are going buck wild. The mandolin is like sped up. And then there's like, it. well, when it starts, they sp- first they speed up the mandolin, right? And then there's yeah. like this drone. And I think that's because like the Illin pipes have like these like harmony chord pipes in addition to their like melody thing. So I'm right. pretty sure that's what that is. So you start with, with that drone and then they do like a fucking Illin pipe solo, which, yeah, you know, you got to do that. How could yeah, you not? How, how could you not? And, See, that's uh, very fun. And also, I'm pretty sure the violin is doubling the Ellen pipes. I think they're both playing the same. That's part. correct. Yeah. It's With the that, Ellen pipes. They're playing, just, the, yeah, playing the pipes. Which, of fuck. course, means elbow. That's they're right. Elbow the elbow pipes. pipes. So you play them with your elbow. So you play them with your squeeze the, the bellows with your elbow. And then you don't even need to like use your mouth. You can talk while you play the Illin pipes. That's right. Not like bagpipes. No. Um, so Although yeah, they are a type a... of bagpipe. Sorry, I got to stop Fair interrupting. You. So, so it is, and then it, it just ends after this big solo. It ends on a big. That's this version, Alex. That is this version. It's got Illin pipes. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Like in terms of what it does with the actual song parts of the song, it's not that exciting. In terms yeah. of having Illin pipes in it and some violin, it's very good at that. It is. stays a lot lower all around. Doesn't, yeah. You know, 
if you want a more chill version, this is it. Well, I don't, I don't know if I'd call them more chill because then you got the fucking Illin pipes on the back end. Yeah, true. I, uh, it's not like like distorted guitar energy though. That I don't know. That's some get up and dance music, Alex. True, but it's suddenly everybody around you's clapping and pounding their their steins of beer. You've got to get up and, and dance. There You're in Ireland about. for some reason. <laughs> Ireland, it's it's no longer 2021. You've gone back in time somehow, but not that far because Illin pipes haven't been around for like that long. How long have they been around, Alex? I don't remember. Okay, so you're back in 1980, I guess. Like, look. <laughs> when the Illin pipe was invented. Be like a couple hundred years, not like 500 years. You know what I'm saying? Okay, good. I, I was going to put a specific year, and I was I was leaning more into that half a half a millennia range. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, let's talk if about If I'm Cage remembering what I read properly. Yes, Cage the Elephant. This is a band I've heard of. Cage the Elephant in 2017, 2017. Alex. I've got the I've heard of these guys. You heard of these yeah. guys? Oh I yeah. Well, I, I don't ain't no rest for the wicked from yeah. Borderlands. That's about where oh, my knowledge right. begins and ends. Yeah, mine doesn't even begin there. They're an American rock band. From, you've never heard "Ain't No Rest for the Wicked." It also plays on radios. I well, say. I think I have. And in um, the hearts of children, have you ever like, listened to a child's told, heartbeat? If you told me to sing along with it, or if you told me to like hum some of it, I wouldn't be able to. Oh, uh, can you hum some of it for me, Alex? Um, no, I'm not able to do that. Okay, all right. Checks out. <laughs> uh, yeah, so these guys are American rock band from Bowling Green, Kentucky, who uh, they were pretty big in like the late like 2000s and early 2010s, I think. Don't hear too much from them these days, but obviously this came out in 2017. This is from a stripped down live album of theirs, where they played a lot of their music, but stripped down. And then they played just a couple of songs by other people, which were, I guess, already stripped down because... This is a whole wide world. There's not a lot here to begin with. True. It's not stripped down also compared no, to the original. it's stripped up. They stripped this all the way up. Um, it's a live version. Yeah. Doesn't sound much like a live version, but there is a like video of them performing it. Yeah. Uh, I didn't notice anything terribly interesting about that video. No. Just kind of dancing around. On the stage. So we got distorted guitar. It's not... It doesn't really sound muted. It just sounds like they're like the volume on it's not high. Uh, you mean the yes for the yeah. for the beginning. Uh, yes. this guitar tone reminds me of the song "Down at Lulu's" by Ohio Express, which yeah, you, I you keep bringing there, up. Can you hum it. I don't think that's really humming, uh, is it, Alex? the words. No, I'm not humming it. I'm singing it. All right. <laughs> <laughs> well, hang on. All my questions. Can you hum anything? <laughs> okay, there it is. No, I can't hum anything because I, I don't understand the concept of humming. If you ask me to hum something, <laughs> I'll just sing it. No, fuck. I said hum. If you asked me to okay, hum so it, get, I could. So um, we get the Lulu from Ohio <laughs> Express guitar going on. Down at Lulu. Anyway, We're I like off, that song. man. I don't think we should ever record on Saturdays. <laughs> it's a weird down energy in here. 
the sound of Lulu's in the Down air. of Lulu's. But that's not um, this song. That's just kind of what the guitar sounds like. Right, um, it's got a similar tone. And that's then all the we're vocals come here. in. Yeah. Yeah, and they do sound double tracked or harmonized. Or, definitely. The or like there there's a singers? delay, or there's definitely a harmony, but I think he's also dabbling his vocals. That makes sense. So, yeah, it's got that sort of effect on it. Because um, it really yeah. sounds like two people singing. Um, drums come in at the 32nd mark, you know, right on time. Yeah, yeah, for the most part, it's like all right on time, but they add some extra stuff. Yeah, violins come in as well. Violence. 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 Um, they also have like a piano sound too. But I'm, I'm getting yeah. way ahead to the chorus. Well, no, we're in the chorus now, baby. We're in the chorus? Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, violin comes in before the chorus and then yeah, continues into the it's chorus. It's also bigger in the chorus. They're just supporting that, that vamp. Because like when you're yeah. trying to stay simple, if you just got a bunch of stuff playing the same thing, it's just like, really? Mm. Like we said before, punches it. Punch it um, up. And then when they transition out of the chorus then they like overdrive the guitar so it's like the mm. similar sound with that the guitar from the start the lulu guitar if you will but they just like kick up the overdrive a bit yeah yeah yeah. jump right into the verse um yeah we got some tambo some tambourine hitting in the the chorus did you mention that no i forgot about the tambo well there's some tambo there and yeah, this piano note. Did you go into detail on that? It's like one note. It's like very it? plinky. Like yeah, it's notes? like a, yeah. a piano, yeah. But high up. Yeah, plinky. Yeah, high plinky piano sound. Um, I did not give much detail. That's pretty much all I can do, though. No, that's, that's, that's good. All I you got, got it. Um, strings are big in the second verse. They're back. Drums are on a standard rock beat. Uh... Piano and strings start doing that pattern. That dun, 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 dun. They're like arpeggio. Yeah, that the guitar plays. Yeah, I think it's an arpeggio. Yeah, I I believe you are correct. Sounds like one to me. Um, are they and they keep up that uh, that rhythm that's sort of synonymous with the chorus, that tambourine rhythm, that dan 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 dan. Like those beats are emphasized on the drums as we move into the yeah um into the like when the clapping comes in yeah. Um, so I, at first I thought they didn't have any clapping, but there is clapping. It's kind of quiet, but the drums are highlighting the same beats, right? like accenting the same, except then once they go back into the chorus after that, they go back to the like, bah, 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 which bah, is bah, just bah. a little bit different. That's right. You just are correct, Alex. Um, and, uh, they actually play the chorus a couple times now. So like, that's kind of their extended thing. Yeah. Is that they play the chorus twice at the end. Except they add this like falsetto backup vocals when he's singing Finder. Is that ringing bells? Uh, it's not ringing bells for me, Alex. The oh, yeah, there's like, that's just guitar, though. That's not backup vocals, is, is it? it? Did you say backup vocals? I thought they were backup vocals. Hang on. Like, I'm, I'm hearing it at like 250. That's a guitar. <laughs> no, it's like 237. Okay. He sings, go the whole wide world, go the whole wide world, just to find her. No, that's a guitar too. Is it? Yeah. Do, 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 do. That's not a person. Sounds like a person to me. Alex, come on. No, I'm serious. <laughs> I'll listen to the other one. Where's What time is the other one at? 
It's uh, at like 250. <laughs> okay. Okay, I, c- I can hear that being a guitar. I still think it kind of sounds like a person singing falsetto. Absolutely it doesn't make sense. <laughs> it doesn't make sense to have a person do that, though. Which is why it's so funny. But it didn't actually happen that way, so it's not funny. It's, it, but I still think it's kind of funny <laughs> sound. I think it's insane that you think it's that. It's what it sounded like. <laughs> I, <laughs> it sounds like a guitar. But it's like, I thought it sounded like they just got a guy to be like, <laughs> which is silly, right? I That's mean, that a, is what silly. a silly thing to do. If, I mean, if that were. They didn't the do case, it. They didn't do it, Alex. <laughs> they didn't do it. But yeah, all right. It would be silly if that happened. Good point. <laughs> they Alex. got, well they got so many people on this stage, man. I think that was what my notes refer to as the little guitar noodling in the final minute. Um, we go to that that sort of final section. Uh, the guitar and the violins play the same for a bit. Then the violins go off to do their own fucking thing, and then they just let a, a last note sort of ring out. They also, right at the end, they, like, get some vibrato in. Oh, yeah? Is there a little guy singing falsetto, too? (laughs) (laughs) Like a whammy bar. (laughs) But, like, on your vocal cords, because he's singing it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah, these guys took this to number 11 on the Billboard Alternative Charts, so. How about that? How about that? um yeah definitely has has a much bigger (laughs) feeling which is like i'm surprised this is their unpeeled version because i mean they've got a whole stage of people this is not stripped down yeah there's literally like a light orchestra (laughs) this is like huge yeah that's more members of the band than there are usually i assume yeah it's like it's. I mean, last week we talked about unplugged, and every single unplugged performance was like plugged in. So. Yeah. We're gonna we're know, gonna strip man. this down by adding an eight piece orchestra to it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's the Cage the Elephant version. It's you know, it sounds pretty good. It sounds like alternative rock. It sounds yeah. like what I would expect from Cage the Elephant. Speaking yeah. of things that sound exactly like you'd expect. A little uh, bit. Billy Joe Armstrong and yep. Green Day in 2020. This version's weird though because it's entirely a cappella. Everything was vocal. I don't know. <laughs> They're just doing it all with their voices. <laughs> Alex, you fucking lunatic. <laughs> um, so before we get into the the official us talking about what it's not an acapella here, version. I was joking. It's not. Yes, no, I got that for one. <laughs> um, so this was covered for Amazon Music's Amazon Original Series, I guess, which doesn't make sense to do a cover for that, does it, Amazon? But hey, I didn't even know that existed. Nor did I. But pretty sure um, he was doing it anyway, right? Because he like yeah. released this album. Yeah, because he also had a uh, a No Fun Mondays cover series that was ongoing in 2020. I don't know if he's still doing it. Where I guess because COVID sucks, he was doing covers to to help people with the Mondays. On Mondays. Um, Reckless Eric himself gave his approval of the cover in a statement, uh, calling it the most punk rock version ever. That's um, high praise. That is high praise. 
I don't know if right, I would Alex? say it lives up to that praise, considering uh, yeah. the original is more punk rock. Yeah, I would argue that as well. Maybe um, if you want to rate things in terms of how punk rock they are, which I will, I'm not afraid to do yeah, that. I'm not afraid to do that. Punk rock's dead, so it doesn't matter anyway. Yeah. Okay, so they start out, and with his mouth, he's doing this fucking like. Yeah, it's amazing. He's somehow doing chords with his mouth. Yeah, and then he starts singing words later while doing chords. <laughs> yeah. Wild. So yeah, it's a distorted guitar that's muted doing doing the chords. Um, yes, it is. I also think when he's singing, he seems to be like trying to imitate Eric a bit. Yeah, for sure. Because um, it's not as, like with Green Day, and I'll, I'm not like a huge Green Day fan, but I've heard some Green Day songs in my day, in my Green mm-hmm. Days. And yeah. uh, he's got more of like a nasally sound, uh, Billy Joe Armstrong, that is, yeah. when he sings sort of in that context. And when he does this song, it doesn't really have that as much. Yeah. Hang on. Hang on. He, and he's got, for the doing an impersonation of Reckless Eric, he has the furthest pronunciation of Tahiti. Tahiti. Reckless Eric, now it's I almost an I. It's almost Tahiti, you know? Sip probably lives in Tahiti. Like he was going to say Thailand, and then he's like, oh, fuck. Yeah, he's like, no, Haiti. <laughs> Whereas Billy Joe Armstrong is just straight up like, and she probably lives in Tahiti. Tahiti. I'm from California. Tahiti. That's how I say it, too. I mean, That's, yeah, because you're from California. <laughs> like, what what am I making fun of people's like fairly neutral accent? I think that's considered a neutral accent, but I, I realize now I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what neutral accents are, Alex. Um, I would consider the way I speak to be fairly neutral, but that's because that's what I'm used to. You, yeah, you grew up in it. Yeah, that's so what I think too. And then people make fun of me, and they when they do it, they make me sound like a cowboy. <laughs> so when I, I like don't know who I am anymore, Alex. Do I talk like that? I don't know. I'm like, listen here now. I don't talk like that. <laughs> well, what about some kind of? Uh... Let me get my cowboy hat. Now, ma'am, do I look like a cowboy to you? <laughs> um, yeah, so the drums do the tom drum bit, like, exactly on time. Yep. Yeah. Um, he, he doesn't say the on the Bahamas. Just says Bahamas? Yeah, he just, he's probably, she probably lives in Bahamas. 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 You know, speaking of missing stuff, That means stuff, more I forgot- Baja in Spanish. <laughs> I forgot to mention this about the last one but he yes. like skip he like mushes a lot of words and like doesn't say like d's like on world for example uh-huh. i got the whole wide world i got the whole wide world okay. yeah that's He's on the cage the elephant though so he doesn't have the these elephant. problems in this one okay yeah even though he doesn't say the so like yeah congratulations i guess yeah um, no little bass deedle do on this. I don't Isn't like. there? Oh wait, no, the deedle do is. But there. there was, yeah, cause, uh, cause he's performing this like with his kids. I don't know oh, if this one is, is, but some of these songs are. Like I saw him okay. do, um, I think we're alone now, and it was like his sons okay. playing with him. That's, that's well, way to go! What a strange life. Yeah, I mean, um, they're they're all like isolated, and I assume his large home that contains a recording studio. Yeah, and children. 
And children. <laughs> the two things you need to play with children. And, uh... So... I don't remember where I was going with that. Um, I'll tell you where I'm going, Alex. Straight to the fucking chorus here. Yeah, let's, what's going on in the chorus? Big. Um, it's big. Big hits. Lots of distorted guitar. Yeah. And they even bring in tambourine already. Yeah. And drums doubling up with the tambourine hits. Mm-hmm. And then there's even... So, like, that's, like, pretty much... That's the chorus. I, I think his voice gets a little bit more... Like Billy Joe Armstrong, Billy Joe, yeah, Armstrong. Try not to say Billy Joel. Uh, Billy Joel Armstrong. I don't know why that's so hard. Sounds more like him, I think, in this part, or like what I would yeah. expect him to sound like. I don't know why. Maybe just because like it's got to be bigger, so it's harder to impersonate someone when you're singing yeah. louder or something. I think that's this possible. Is, I think that is possible, Alex. You're right. He does sound more like like American Idiot on that. And then the uh, the instrumental transition to the to the second verse is different, perhaps more punk rock, you might say. A little more, like the 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 guitar is quite distorted. Yeah. And uh, playing, is it a different riff? Um, it either is or it's just like a stretched out version of the original. Yeah, it kind of adds some some color. Like it's a little bit. Yeah. It's got like a little. Like, it does kind of the same thing, and then he kind of, you know, rock and roll, baby. Rock and roll, baby. Um, Boom. Second verse, you got all the things. We got the, we got the rock beat drums with some, some kind of bigger toms on them. Uh, oh, yeah. We got, we got guitar there. We got Billy Joe Armstrong. Yeah, they don't add the arpeggio guitar thing. No. I don't believe. Um, That's they punk rock. Claps, though. Yeah. He claps, which he is claps. punk rock also. Um, weird thing he does on the maybe not quite line. Yeah. It's weird. What's he do? He says, maybe not quite. Oh, yeah. And it's yeah, a little puts weird. puts real emphasis on B and maybe. Maybe not quite, which is like power to him. I, I like to stress odd syllables sometimes. Um, not on this show, though. For some reason. For some reason, Alex. For some reason. And uh, that's a fun thing to do. I, I yeah, don't know why he would do it here, but uh, way to go, I guess. I'm congratulating him. Maybe it's just some, some one-take kind of action, you know? <laughs> yeah, Sometimes maybe. Even... Like, good enough. But I guess that's that. maybe that's the punk part. It's like, you know, we did that's it. the punk part. It's a little we different, but that's part of the creative process. Yeah. Sometimes you do things a little different than you were expecting to. Mm-hmm. And maybe that just adds a little bit of flavor. Yeah. And so, so it we does. Hit the, we hit the second chorus. It's the same as the first one. Yeah. We guitar solo out of it, and then we guitar solo fade out, and then maybe that's Billy Joe Armstrong. Yeah. Um, Anything else for, from that? There's else? a video, but it's just a lyrics video. It's just a lyrics video. It's, they good uh, lyrics? Um, <laughs> they look pretty prime. I mean, like what's Amazon this font? <laughs> they look Amazon original. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'll buy it. Couldn't find it on Amazon Prime, so I don't even know what Amazon original lyric videos are. Yeah, I don't know, dude. Who can, who can say? Amazon.to slash Billy Joe Armstrong is the link. Cannot be reached. Cannot be reached. 
Alex, that's great, because we're about to jump into our verdicts anyway. This is our final verdicts. We got three category three categories today. Three categories. Fire them at me. Fire them at Alex, the worst version. The best version? The most punk rock version. Alex, break down for me. What's the worst version? version? What's the worst version? And why is it probably the monkeys? Why is it the monkeys? Um feel like <laughs> Epu Normali kind of did something similar to the monkeys and just like polishing it. But the monkeys are something that seems more like generic to me in the way they do it. Mm-hmm. It's not, it's especially for 1987. It feels like they were sort of trying to do a throwback, but like also forgot to make it good. Yeah. And yeah, it falls flat, I think. It was really just, and like I, I read about the the monkeys revival, and a lot of it was just based on they were playing old episodes of the monkeys on like MTV and Nickelodeon, and they're like, oh, we got to get some cash out of this. Yeah. So like this is truly just soulless corporate slap it together so we can all get a paycheck kind of music, mm-hmm. and that's how it sounds. It sounds like they got the cheapest synth they could find, the a fucking child's drum machine. And yeah, the one guy was like a bit busy, so they were like, fuck it, leave him out. Leave him out. <laughs> and then, yeah, you, you knock out another Monkeys album and everybody gets paid. Y'all shake hands and never talk about it again. So, yeah, I agree. That's the worst version, Alex. But, Alex, more importantly, what's the best version? What of is this? the best version? You know, I really liked the the whole thing going on with Detote and Hosen with the like bar singing thing where it just feels like they're singing along with a bunch of their mates yeah. at the pub mm-hmm. and uh so i'm gonna give that one best and also it had reckless eric just there because that's he's, he's with his mates at the pub mm-hmm. at the pub yeah it's, it's a, that's a real good mates at the pub one um i'm going to throw it to the proclaimers Mm. i don't even know if i necessarily believe that but (laughs) (laughs) i think they put out a pretty banger version i think the vocals on it are are good there's some pretty impressive like and like backup vocals too just like in the background just going never have i been so taken by backup vocals that i've ignored the lead vocals (laughs) in favor of them but yeah that's what this one does. I think, if nothing else, it's it's the most worth listening to, perhaps, just because the Proclaimers themselves are kind of a novelty. True. And it's funny that they would cover a song so thematically similar, similar to, to their, one of like, their own hits. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty... It is pretty amusing. Yeah. So there's just so many things lined up there, and I, I do think it's musically good. I think the instruments are good. I think that... Uh, but yeah, the, the vocal performance, my guy. And plus, I think uh, I, I've got Detote and Hosen picked out for my, for my next category here, but I'll let you go first, Alex. Most punk The most rock. punk rock version. Uh, it's not the Billy Joe Armstrong version. I'm sorry to say I disagree with Eric himself. Um, it's probably the original. Right? Yeah, that's a fair call. Yeah. Um, is that is that valid? Oh yeah, absolutely. It's never been off yeah, limits to because I mean best and worst, we I would generally take original off. But wild card? It's wild, baby. It's wild. I can do whatever I want. That's why it's a wild card. I think Reckless Eric is the most punk rock version. Why is that, Alex? Because it's got I mean, it's simple. It's two chords, you know? Obviously, he wrote it, so all of them are that, but he originated it. 
It's got like a, a low budget sound to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it kind of feels like it was played on old instruments as well because it's like a little like 50s yeah there's it something is, punk rock yeah. about the instrument tone not yeah, necessarily just like being kind like of repurposing be. old stuff because that's yeah. what you had access to yeah i think that's a good pick maybe even the right one but i'm gonna give it to d totenhosen because i think that that sort of pub rock vibe you picked up on is something i find very very punk that sort of unifying effort where everybody sings along it's loud it's raucous, and uh, I think I think it's a betrayal on Reckless Eric's part to have done this with Detotenhosen, and then to turn around thirty years later and yeah. be like, "Oh, Green Day put some distortion on it," like Billy Joe Armstrong. It's the most punk rock thing I've ever yeah. heard. Like it's a fine version, but if you've listened to the show for any period of time, which at least one person has, you'll yeah. know that it's. Like, this entire album, No Fun Mondays, it's not really the kind of covers, or at least what I listen to, which is, like, two of them, not really the kind of covers we're that into. Yeah, they're they're very straightforward, which technically there's nothing wrong with, but... No, I mean, and it's kind of with his sound, so, like, it's they're, they're decent covers, but mm-hmm. uh, less interesting. Less interesting. That's our final verdicts. If you got different opinions, similar opinions, want to talk to us about a version we didn't talk about... Hit us up on Twitter, hashtag CoverMePod, at Jake the Cressy, at some Alex Wise Guy. Uh, you can also email us at CoverMePod at gmail.com. Send us your comments, questions, concerns, suggestions for future episodes, suggestions for future monthly themes, suggestions in general. Just suggest something to us. You know, like an improv show. We'll take it. We'll run with it. And as anyone who's listened to this show for any period of time will know, we're bad at improvising anything. That's yes. why we take notes. And... Um, yeah, yeah. With that, ratings and reviews, you know where to put them. On Apple Podcasts. And anyone else that does it. I think I feel it feels really like Apple Podcasts is the only one who takes reviews. But we're on all your favorite podcasting apps. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher. Fucking this thing called Verbal. Other ones. I've never heard of that. That, that one's very new. They were trying to be the, the YouTube of audio content. I don't think it's going to happen. But we're on there, baby. So if it does happen, I was always, I was always faithful. <laughs> we're we're gonna jump to a bonus segment real quick here, Alex. When you think of love songs, what what do you think of first? First love song comes to your head. Gonna be honest with you. Um, when you said that, you said love songs. The first song oh. that came into my head when you said that was uh, "Ring of Fire." Uh huh. By um. Is that by... A love song? <laughs> Well, because the beginning of the song, some say love is a burning flame, burning ring, whatever. No. Oh, okay. You know? Yeah. Love, love is a burning thing, and it makes a fiery a ring. fiery ring. Bound yeah. by wild desire. I fell into a ring of fire. Hey, that is a love song. Yeah. So. Wow, who knew? I did. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently. That's, uh, because that, it's like one of the first words in the song. That's why I thought of it. Oh, yeah, yeah. What about it you? Is, it, What's your I mean, go-to love song? The first love song that comes to mind Mine is, is apparently Johnny uh, Cash. Tell Me Lies by Fleetwood Mac. Uh, that was it. That's all I got for a bonus segment. I didn't really have anything prepared. All right. We'll have to uh, talk about more love songs. Yeah. Throughout this month, we're going to do it. You know it. We know it. And as we always say on Cover Me, why are my eyes filling up with these lonely tears? When cover me's all over the world. <laughs>